0: Should Brian and Bingham to New York pay off his mortgage for a guaranteed 6% return? How bad did Steve in Pittsburgh screw up his retirement, and can he afford to buy a new house away from his A-hole neighbors? Can Susan and her husband in Cape Canaveral, Florida retire in a year and a half, and should they pay off their mortgage? And how can Edith and Archie in Kansas maximize Roth conversions and factor paying off the mortgage into their retirement spending strategy? That's all today on Your Money, Your Wealth, podcast number 458. Plus, Steve and Marcia in Indiana and Florida wonder about their retirement spending and whether they should collect Social Security now or wait until age 70? And should Sunny D in Arizona keep potential withdrawals in cash or sell investments as needed to satisfy required minimum distributions? But first, we'll kick things off with a voicemail about investing the proceeds from the sale of a business. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA.
1: So, if you leave a voicemail, you get top billing.
0: That's the
1: policy. Voicemails get priority... Top of the list. Yeah, because we got emails that are from like 2021. I think we're we're
2: trying to get through. We're about 40 pages behind. So yeah, yeah.
1: voicemail. So, all right. Shelly left a voicemail. So what does Shelly have to say here? Hi,
2: Joe, Big Al and Andy. I'm reaching out with a question. After 30 years, my husband has been able to sell his business. Currently, we have about a million dollars in our bank account and we are looking for investment. He's 55 and I'm 51. I have a pension of $4,000 a month with a COLA, and we have about 1.2 million in other investments. We are really looking to let this money build on itself for my husband's quote unquote pension, and just wanted to know if you had some suggestions. We've never had this kind of money to invest before. All right, Shelly. Yeah, got a little windfall from selling the business. Yeah, like congratulations. It. Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, a lot of different ways we could take this big out.
2: We can. Where do you want to start? I mean, I guess the first thing is it helps to know a little bit more information, but we're just going to answer it kind of generically based upon what little we know.
1: Okay, so they got $1.2 million in other investments. They just sold the business. They have a million dollars, $2.2 million.
2: Yeah, that's They're what... 50 years
1: old. When. After 30 years, okay, so maybe he's done. He's 55 and he's like, I'm punching.
2: I sold my business. I want to retire and I want to create my own pension. Well, yeah. I mean, so I would answer it completely different if he wants to retire now versus 10 years from sure. now. So let's start with he's done. He sold his business. I'm out. So what, what do we do?
1: All right. So $2.2 2 million. She's got $4,000 pension, but is she collecting her pension?
2: Well, good question. She's 51. That seems early to yeah. collect a pension, but here's what I so got. Her
1: husband killed it, made a million bucks. <laughs> They got another million. She's got four thousand dollar pension. So they got two, three times two yeah. is twelve. They can live off of a hundred twenty thousand dollars from the investments plus another four thousand dollars there. That's fifty. So
2: can they maintain? I mean, what do they want to live off of? It's probably the the next obvious question. Well, wait a minute. Three three million one one point two point two times three percent. You're saying three percent, three percent. Okay, three okay. percent. Right. So that's sixty grand. Sixty grand. Sixty grand, maybe a little more. But we'll call it 60 grand plus her pension of call it 50. I don't know when she's collecting it. So 110. Let's just pretend that she's collecting it now. We'll answer it that way. Okay, so if you want him to generate three percent, how would you invest it? Probably sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds. Yeah, low cost index funds. Yep, yep. It's some simple. Yeah, right. You could do the little three mutual fund jobber. Sure. Get full stock. You know, total U.S. stock market, total bond, U.S. bond market, total international stock market, Vanguard or whoever. Yeah. Yep. That's if they want to do it
1: themselves. Yeah. It's a couple million dollars. Yeah. They're still young. They could grow this thing. Uh, they could create income from it. There's probably tax strategies. I mean, we, we just have very little to, to go off of. Sure. But with the information that I have, that's what I would say. Yeah, okay, yeah. go globally diversified, low cost, probably 40% safe, 60% equities. And then if you need to draw some, then figure out an income strategy. But if you're not
2: comfortable doing that, I mean, then you know, probably seek S- some advice yeah and or if you're not comfortable with the risk even if you're comfortable doing it on your own maybe you go less stocks yeah but, but maybe you do two and a half percent distribution instead of three which is a little bit safer anyway and when we throw out these distribution percentages th- this is it's just garbage. a starting point <laughs> so, it's such was, garbage i was gonna say more than garbage but <laughs> it's just a, it's not like gospel please don't say okay these guys said i can do three percent no we're not saying that at all we're saying this is approximately what you could do you look at a globe <laughs> and you say where is london okay
1: you see it right yeah. it's this far away i mean that's
2: i mean that's so in that continent yeah it's i think so how do you get there i don't know it's east, <laughs> we get, we so, go east.
1: but the, the, the problem is that we're just trying to give people a, a maybe a peace of mind are they close can they do this you know they have a windfall of cash you know her husband's been grinding for 30 years, finally had the opportunity to sell it. So congratulations there. Now, what do we do? Yeah. Okay. So do you have enough money to retire? Maybe. We don't know what you're spending because the amount of money that you need is all derived on what's the portfolio for? What's the demand on the yeah. overall portfolio? But we make it sound like, oh,
2: okay. Yeah, that's all you that. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: the real work starts with all right now you have this two million dollars or three million or a million or five hundred thousand. That's a ton of money. Now, if that two million goes to one point five, I'm sure they're not going to be very happy.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That-
1: be let, if it goes to two and a half versus one point five. So they make their two point two into two point seven. Okay. Or two point two into one point five. They're going to be twice as pissed that it went to 1.5 versus the happiness that they got to get it to 2.7.
2: Yeah, I I do agree with that. The loss is always more painful than the gain is uh, jubilant. Right now, on the other hand, if they're not going to retire right now, we don't know how much they're spending. They probably still need to work, I'm guessing, at that age. And whether it's full-time, part-time, we don't have enough information. If If they're not going to touch the money for 10 years, you could be a little bit more aggressive if you want to right let it grow but uh, because you can handle the volatility it depends upon a lot of factors but yeah that's a quick generic answer all right
1: thanks shelly let's go to sunny d oh yeah okay we got sunny d i remember sunny d me too hello andy joe big al if one is required to take rmds then should one keep three or so years of potential withdrawals in cash within tax-deferred accounts, or sell investments every year to raise cash needed. Interesting. So he's thinking, all right, with the RMD, it it looks like Sonny D doesn't need the the cash, though.
2: Yeah. If he
1: doesn't need the cash, don't worry about it,
2: because you can take an RMD out in kind. You can, meaning you can take it out of stock shares or mutual fund shares or whatever.
1: So if the stock is down, you just take the shares out, and then it grows back in a um, non-qualified account. So it's even better to take the RMD when the stock is down if you don't if you don't put it in cash and sell it. Yeah, and you keep, spend it. Keep, keep it invested. If you need the money to live off of, yeah, then you would probably want to have a, a strategy for income that is included in the RMD.
2: Yeah, I think we we like to say it this way. When you figure out your overall portfolio allocation, depending upon what your goals are, what your rate of return is. One thing you want to check is that you probably have at least five to 10 years of safe investments, whether that's cash or bonds or whatever it is for you. So yeah, if you're talking about needing cash for RMDs for three years, yes, it can be bonds. It could be cash. It should be in safe money. We would say five years, maybe even 10 years, but you're right, Joe, if you don't need the if you don't need it then and you want to keep invested and you're okay with the risk and the volatility yeah just distribute shares you're fine well
1: the only thing is if it's in a 401k yeah because
2: you have to do yeah. cash there
1: but an ira uh so another reason why sunny d if he's got a 401k maybe just move it into an ira Good so point. he doesn't necessarily have to worry about it but like with with money coming out of a four hundred one
2: K, they cash it out, then you get cash distributed to you. That's but always the you can't you can never get anything but cash out of unless 401k. it's company stock and then you do it. An an okay. Yeah. Well, that's another topic, another day.
0: All right. It's nearly the end of twenty twenty three. Before you make any big decisions about retirement or even your financial plans for 2024, schedule a free assessment with one of the experienced financial professionals on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure Financial Advisors. They'll take a deep dive into your entire financial picture rather than just spitballing on the fly. From Roth conversions and tax planning to social security optimization and investment management, they'll uncover all the strategies that fit your situation. And they won't try to sell you any products or charge you any commissions because Pure is a fee-only financial planning firm. Pure is also a fiduciary, which means they have to act in their clients' best interests. Meet in person at one of Pure's offices in Southern California, Seattle, Denver, or Chicago, or via Zoom, right from your couch. Schedule your free financial assessment now. To get started, click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app. Go to the show notes, then click the Get an Assessment button.
1: We got Brian from Birmingham. Binghamton. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really close. <laughs> yeah, Ivy glasses. Hi, Andy, Al, Joe. Love the show. Let's get the important things out first. I drive a 2014 Toyota 4Runner, and I. We'll drink pretty much anything socially: wine, beer, mixed drinks. Anything goes. How about that? Pretty much anything goes. Two bad, shit, crazy boxers for pets. Right. I don't
0: believe that. No worries. Yeah.
1: thank you. Oh, you can't that's, say that. that's true. Sure you can. That's the name of the, <laughs> the name of the pet. Batch <laughs> beat that would too. Now for my question. I'm 53. My wife is 48. I plan on working until probably 65. We have a 10-year arm on our home, which just hit the 10-year mark and took on the current mortgage rate. So we went from 2.75 to 6.05. Yeah, that's why you don't do the arms. That's going to hurt. When we originally took out the mortgage, we were in a situation To have it paid off in 10 years. Oh, now that was their thinking. Lowest interest rate, get this thing paid off. And now be subject to a potential rate increase. However, due to situations beyond our control, my wife had to uh, become a stay-at-home mom, and we became a single-income household, and our plan to pay off the mortgage in 10 years was dashed. So here we are. We have a little less than $100,000 left on the mortgage. I'm thinking of selling $50,000 worth of stock from our $235,000 brokerage account and taking a $50,000 loan from my 401k value at seven hundred eighty to pay out the mortgage in full. I understand the potential opportunity costs associated, but to me... With the 401k loan, I'm looking at a guaranteed 11% rate of return because I will not be paying the 6% mortgage interest. I'll be paying myself back 5% interest on the 401k loan. The $50,000 from the sale of stocks will be guaranteed 6% from not having to pay interest on the mortgage. All right. I will have to eat the tax implications of capital gains from the stock sales, but. I could sell some losing stocks to lessen the tax burden. My other option would be to pay the increased mortgage amount for a year or two and see what happens to mortgage rates. And at that point, and look for a potential refi at a lower rate. I would really appreciate your thoughts on the subject. Once again, love the show. Keep up the great work. Brian. Brian. Hundred thousand dollar loan, six okay. went from two point seven five to six percent.
2: Yeah, so that's pretty unappealing, right? It goes it, the loan, the interest rate more than doubles. You got a hundred thousand left, and so your interest rate probably your amount of interest you pay probably went up to about what thirty three hundred dollars per year. Yes, something okay. like that.
1: All right, what would you do, Big Al?
2: I what would I do? I would try to come up with a plan to get it paid off as soon as I could, as long as I wasn't as long as I still had my savings plans intact, you know, like my 401k and other things like that, because I don't really like the 6%, I might, I don't know that I would do in either of these ideas that that I, I like to have money outside of retirement just for other things besides paying off a mortgage. And I certainly wouldn't do a 401k loan. I think that the math is backwards. I think you got to subtract one from the other, not add them together. In other words, yeah, you're, you're not paying 6%. I get that. But you're paying yourself five percent right so they I think they negate each other and basically you're <laughs> losing out on the investment income in the 401k
1: and you're paying for, with after tax dollars
2: yeah and to pay that back it's going to cost you 60 70 thousand because that's after tax dollars so it's you it's, take fifty thousand out you got to pay it back with after tax dollars yeah you pay taxes on it and then you it, make 70 grand you pay t- taxes of 20 so then you got enough it's tricky at best yeah I wouldn't I mean, the fact that there's an extra three thousand dollars of interest expense per year, I don't like it, but it's—I it, it, don't think it's necessarily a game changer.
1: If it was a, a lot larger loan, a million-dollar loan, that's yeah. like, I'm, we're, this is too much. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like twenty thousand. Yeah, a few thousand dollars, I get it. It's a pain in the ass. Six thousand, you know, six percent versus three percent, so you doubled it up on interest. But yeah, I don't know. Hold off, Brian. Just let this thing ride out a little bit longer. Rates are probably
2: going to come. I mean, well, I shouldn't even say that. We we have no idea. Well, inflation. Let me just say that. Rates may come down. Yes. is the hike over. (laughs) The market thinks (laughs) over. Yeah, but last few days, the market does think so. But we'll see. Yeah,
1: Brian, hold on. Do not take the 401k loan. This is... Again, not advice. This is just a couple of kids talking smack. Yeah. Well, put it this way. I wouldn't do it. I, no, I, would, I, I had in, in the past, I, I've taken a 401k loan mm-hmm. and I was like, this is the worst thing ever because I got to pay this stupid thing back with after-tax <laughs> dollars. When I got pre-tax dollars in, it was like, man,
2: this it's, is stupid. It's, it's like, it's twice as expensive to pay it off. <laughs> <it's stupid.
1: laughs> got to pay the tax to pay it off. Got to pay the tax and put it in after-tax, before-tax. Like, this is stupid. So, yeah, I didn't care for that. but. Yep. He does have, if he's really worried about it, yeah, you get a guaranteed 6% rate of return. Then sell the whole 263, pay capital gains and pay it off and be done with it. And then take the money that you were paying for the mortgage and put those dollars back into the brokerage. Account, cost average yet.
2: Yeah, I, I like that. If you're really upset about the you know 6%, then just do that. Yeah, 100%. I like that better than the 4-1, the Caitlin.
1: All right, Brian. Thanks for the question. We got Steve from Pittsburgh. Hey, guys, like
2: the show. He likes it. But he doesn't love it. Yeah. Well, CJ likes Mick Ultra, but <laughs> Steve likes the show. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah it's okay. Then <laughs> I got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've been listening two weeks. Yeah, I've been listening for the past two weeks. And Gosh, you know what? You, you guys kind of suck. I am I think <laughs> I'm done. But I got to ask one question, party question. Uh, you've
1: been listening two weeks consistently. So we listen to two shows. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's how many we've done in two weeks. All right. I'll probably get ridiculed. Steve, it's already it's happened. Already happened. Too late. It's, already, it's too late. <laughs> it's, it's over. <laughs> but here's my dilemma. I'm a self-employed person. have been paid under the so-called table for many years. Claim the income that's been ten ninety nine, and pay the appropriate taxes. I pay myself around $85,000, but I didn't claim all the under-the-table income for Social Security. My first question is, did I screw up my retirement too bad? Since I didn't claim everything, obviously it will affect my social security benefit. And I don't have annuities or pensions to rely on. I'm 50 and she's 52. And she hasn't worked a lot and probably won't receive a lot of social security benefit as well. We do have $400,000 in Roth IRAs, 50,000 in traditional IRAs, 90,000 in a simple plan, 190,000 in individual stocks, 300 grand in a brokerage account, and some mutual funds, 120.
2: Wow. Wow. Steve. So one, 1. 1.2 million. Yeah. That's what I get. getting all this cash under the table.
1: Yeah, is that reporting just, it? Yeah, it
2: just pops he's, it into it's easier to
1: save. Uh my last question. Is my neighbors. My last question is my neighbors are a-holes. What what does that mean? Can't stand them. <laughs> They have no respect for other people's property. Look, Steve is just fired up. He is. He's like, you know what? I don't really care for your show, but I need your advice, like your spitball. And by the way, my neighbors are a bunch of a holes. And I know you we, come and slap them up a little bit. And I know you're gonna make fun of me. So here goes. You know, anyway. get really killed. So what the hell? My neighbors are a holes. I steal money from the government. <laughs> and my name's not Steve, and I don't live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, so his neighbors are a holes. Can't stand them. You like your neighbors? Love, yeah. Love my neighbor. I do too. I'm able to get around $100,000 for selling my home. Couple yeah. that with my $250,000, $300,000 from investments. I'd love to buy a new home for a total of around $400,000, leaving us around seven hundred dollars Plan on working till I'm 65. Would like to draw a modest $60,000 a year from the investments and in whatever Social Security benefits we'll get. How likely would it be for this to happen? Okay. I drive a little 2017 F 150. She drives a 2019 F 150. Steve's got big ass trucks in his driveway. His yeah. neighbors are a bunch of a holes <laughs> does a lot of work and he just cares. He likes the show.
2: Yeah. Right. I think yeah. I know Steve. Yeah. I think I'm getting a picture too.
1: All right. Drink water
2: or lemonade? Nothing exciting, but whatever. Oh, my whole image just changed. <laughs> Did you have another image? Who uh, Who's light in the back? No, I don't, yeah, I don't know.
1: Handlebar mustache. <laughs> yes, that's that's probably right.
2: All right, Steve. Let's do some math for Steve. Okay, well, let me do social security. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, if you're not claiming all your benefits, you're going to have less social security. All your income. Uh, all your income, sorry. Uh, and- by the way you're supposed to this is a misconception not misnomer remember we got corrected oh, yeah. on that one once this is a misconception uh, by a lot of people is if you receive income it's taxable whether or not you get a 1099 and in fact i will tell you this if you receive income without reporting it it can be considered criminal and a certain amount of people go to jail for that so i'm not recommending any of this that was done in the past but the fact that you've done it, yes, it's going to affect your social security benefits because there's less earnings on your earnings record. Yeah. My old man was pretty good
1: at not reporting that, at hiding it. Yeah. Just had cash everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That, to buy everything in cash. Oh, everything in cash. Yeah. When he died, went in his van and like there's cash in
2: the floorboards. There's cash. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully he didn't sell the van before he found that no, out. we found it. Okay, good.
1: Okay, so the neighbors are a-holes. He wants to get the hell out. Got, yeah.
2: He's got a property in his sights. I think he can. So he's got 700,000. He's 50 years old, right? Yeah, 50. So it's going to grow 15 years. Even if he doesn't add to it, it's probably going to be million and a half to two million. Right. Sure. Yeah, two, two million bucks at 65, you could probably take 80 grand out, plus whatever Social Security that you have. Who knows what that is because you kind of underreported, but let's just say it's another 20, so probably a hundred thousand.
1: 15 years, seven doesn't add another dime. Yeah. It's going to grow to 1.9 million. So he takes 4% from that.
2: That's 77. Yeah. Call it 80 grand, another 20, 25 social security and 60,000 will cost more than, but yeah, I think you're okay, Steve, or whatever your name is. Steve, we want to, I want a full report back.
1: I wanted to see when you bought this house, where it's at, and see if your new na- neighbors are a bunch of a-holes, too. Because that is if your problem. New neighbors are a-holes, it there, might not be the neighbors. It might be
2: something else. And when you write back in, I want you to say, I love this show. <laughs> love the show. And I love my neighbors. <laughs> Those old ones. <laughs> they were a-holes.
1: Got Susan from Cape Canaveral, Florida, that wrote a novel here. Oh, boy. I'm going to okay. try to get through this as fast as we can. Okay. We got, hi, Joan Al. Really enjoy your podcast. I listen to them every morning while I'm doing my hair and makeup and getting ready for another day at the office. Interesting. All yeah. Right. I, I could see her sitting there in little lights, putting a little makeup on, getting all ready to go. Yeah, I can picture it, too. Yep. She's dreaming of retirement. She's like, I hate my job. Yeah, but my hair's going to look great. Makeup's <laughs> going to be good. I look hot. I'm smart. I look hot I'm getting, getting educated. All right. Well, you look great, Susan. Way to go. Get out. And get t- take control of your day look at you yeah i'm just my, talking to her. motivational speaker as she's sitting there getting ready
2: i think every susan i've ever known is beautiful i can just picture wow pretty yeah. wow, coming in hot <laughs> <laughs> all right so
1: let's see here well my favorite beverage is a beautiful tall glass of cabernet or a really cold gray goose dirty martini with blue cheese stuffed olives Oh, I love the blue. Oh,
2: uh, I, I would like that too. Yeah.
1: My husband likes a cold course or an old fashioned. I drive a 2018 Lincoln. What is an MKC?
2: I don't know. And is but that like that? Andy's the... going to look it up. Probably a big one, I'm guessing. Uh, that's a that's big a... giant one. Yeah. And my husband drives a 2017 Ram 1500 truck. We know that's big.
1: Blackout edition. Oh, he's badass. You he got to black
2: that out. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty good sized SUV. Oh, not yeah, not like as big that. as I thought. Yeah, I like that. Lincoln. Okay. Little Lincoln yeah. lawyer. Yeah.
1: Both paid for. These are our first nice cars after spending over 10 years driving beaters while put $3 through college without any student loans. It's just a pleasure. To finally have a nice ride with all the bells and whistles, and my husband loves his Hemi. Of course he does. It's all blacked out. Who doesn't like a little blackout Hemi? (laughs) Uh, The car sacrifice was worth it, as our daughters are now a vascular surgeon. Oh, not to brag.
2: Wow. That's (laughs) that's, that's the first one.
1: (laughs) An engineer
2: and a corporate executive. Wow. Look at the brains. Well, up. so Susan, Susan and- good for you. So, so far, so I'm liking where this is going so far. Okay. All right. We couldn't be more prouder. All right. I'm begging
1: <laughs> for his pitfall analysis of a retirement situation. I want you to know if my husband and I can retire in one and a half years. I'm a spreadsheet junkie and I've kept track of all of our expenses down to the penny for 15 years. I know without a doubt what our retirement income needs are to live comfortably. The number is 118,000 after taxes or about 132,000 before taxes. I'm 57, Husband 63. We currently have the following million dollars in IRAs, 401ks, 60,000, only 60,000 of the million dollars is in a Roth. Pensions income is 26,000, 100% survivor benefit. My pension, 16,000 with no survivor benefit, no COLA on either pension we've already started collecting we've already started collecting these pensions from former jobs we have a paid for rental property that provides 186 annually is worth about 280,000 husband's monthly social security yeah so we got uh, a
2: bunch of numbers here yeah we'll just skip this
1: yeah a couple thousand bucks we have no debt other than 1500 monthly mortgage payment with a balance of 192,000 okay We aren't super eager to pay it off as the interest rate is only 2.85. Using the simple 4% rules, my calculations show that my husband can retire at age 65. I can retire at age 59 and a half without running out of money as long as he promises to die by age 100, and I commit to dying before age 94. That's a tough commitment. It is. That is with him starting Social Security at age 70, me at 67, we would use our 401k funds to bridge until we reach those social security ages. What do you think? Can we do it? One more question. Since virtually all of our money is in retirement accounts, if we did not want to pay off our house, if we did want to pay off the house, what would be the best way to do it? I was thinking we could take all the Roth money, $60,000, and then pull the remaining $130,000 and pay tax on that. That would give us 190000 to pay it off. Or should we just keep the mortgage since we can easily afford the $1,500 payment on the $118,000 or $132,000 budget? I'm a union referee or retiree. Retire. OK,
2: <laughs> they do have referees. They though.
1: do have referees in the union yeah. you know, because there's a lot of it's, you know, it's, arguments.
2: Th- there's a lot of uh, turmoil, drama sometimes, sometimes, yeah.
1: you know, it's tough. So she's a retiree health insurance until I reach Medicare age. Yep. One teeny tiny last thing. This could change everything. All right. Roughly five hundred thousand of our million dollars is in a northwestern managed IRA and they are charging us 1.25 percent management fee. The IRA is performing as well as our other IRAs in the 401 case, but I'm growing more and more uncomfortable paying that fee. Should I move our money to Fidelity Schwab, Principal, etc.? Thank you,
2: Susan, Cape Canaveral, Canada. Wow, That's high energy, a lot of info. Yeah. All right, Susan. Okay, let's see. We got a few questions, right? I think right. the first question is, can they retire in? Is this the one that said a year and a half? Yeah. Yep. One and a half years. So let's see. If you take the pensions and the real estate income, I get about 60 grand of income. They need, what do they need? 118?
1: They said 132 after
2: taxes. After, oh, I'm, I was going before. Yep. I like so I'll, just, I'll just say 120. So they need about 60 grand. Mm-hmm. So then I, I look at the, I just looked at social security at full retirement age. Between the two of them, it's about 70 grand. So between... Their other fixed income and in Social Security, it's $130,000. they are basically already covering their expenses, which is fantastic. I mean, it, it means that you can do this. And that, then you're in the great position to, to think, well, I don't necessarily want to pull money out of the 401k while I let my Social Security grow. Or do you actually pull a little bit out? And oftentimes, I would say, Joe, more often than not, you're better off just pulling money out of the 401k letting the social security grow the benefit more, as long as you have a more than, you know, an average life expectancy or better. Yep. Yeah. I think a, retiring in a year and a half is probably very doable. Yeah. Call it 120, 130. They got 60,000 in fixed
1: income. They need another yeah. 60, 70. Yeah. They got a million dollars. Yep. Yeah. So let's say they pull 6%, 7% out of the account for 10 years. Yeah. No biggie.
2: Because their social security is going to kick in in 10 years or so. Right? Yeah. He's 63. So it's only seven years, but still. If if he waits till seventy, yeah, yeah, I I would I would year and a half, yeah, I would probably do that. I, I wouldn't pay off the mortgage, though. No, no way, no know that's, that's way too low amount. He, look, all right, and think plus, of it like this, plus, too. Plus, plus you, you need the money to be able to bridge this gap for Social Security. You need liquidity. Yeah. So you do that, you have no liquidity, so you save yourself a, a few thousand dollars. So you got to go back
1: to work. So yeah. You to pay the bills. <laughs> you got, you're debt-free. Hooray! <laughs> Let me get a heli because I got no money. Yeah, I don't have any liquidity. So you take the money out of the retirement account, so you blow out of the Roth. You need it. Put more money into the rock, Yeah. not blow it
2: up. Yeah, that's not the best idea.
1: And then so if you take money, let's say they cash out of the 401k plan, $130,000, but their other income, what are they going to pay in tax? 30,
2: 40%, 30%? Yeah, or less.
1: So it's like you're paying 2%.
2: And this is Florida, right? But yeah, no yeah. state tax. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think, Susan, work another year and a half, keep plugging away, Yeah, I think- and then when you retire young... I mean, if you still want, I mean, get a job and make $10,000 a year and take that $10,000 a year and pay the mortgage.
2: Yeah, at 2.85% plus, you know, you kind of need the million dollars just to bridge the gap between now and social security. Plus after social security, like for any extras that you want. So yeah, I, I wouldn't. And then the, I guess the last question, Joe, is, Should she move it from Northwestern Northwestern? and the answer is maybe? I don't know. It's not that big a deal. Are you getting advice? It doesn't seem
1: like she's got the spreadsheet. She's running this stuff on her own. And if she's just looking for investment advice, paying uh, one and a quarter, I don't know. That might be a little high. Might be a little high because
2: Fidelity Schwab, you could do it for less. On the other hand, I think where you're going is if if you're getting a lot of advice for that, it may be worth it. But uh, Totally. So we don't know.
1: Yeah. If you're just looking for performance on investments, yeah. Uh, are you getting other type of advice? Are you getting strategy, tax advice, you know, right. retirement planning, uh, all of that? Then it's probably worth it. But right. she seems pretty savvy. She sure does. All right. Well, I like to get some other feedback on what happens to these people. Remember the CEO? That goes, man, I've been a CEO for a couple of years and I absolutely hate my job. Uh, yeah. And then I said, Keep grinding. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then you were like, you
2: retire. Yeah. Get we're, out of there. You're done. Life too, too short. Life too short. Oh. You're probably starting to feel that
1: way yeah. now, now that I, you're getting I, I kinda wanna talk to him. I just kinda wanna have a heart to heart. Now See? it's like I understand what you're thinking. Hey, two years into this.
0: (laughs) When you shift from saving for retirement to spending in retirement, your financial strategies need to change. Download the Withdrawal Strategy Guide from the podcast show notes and learn how to identify the most efficient plan for when and where your retirement income will come from and which tax smart tools allow you to keep more of what you've earned and give less of it to the IRS. Just click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes and download the Withdrawal Strategy Guide for free. Then share the show and the free financial resources with your friends, family, and colleagues. And if you've got money questions, click the Ask Joe and Big Al banner right there in the podcast show notes and send them on in.
1: Hey, Andy, Big Al, Joe. This is a working class tale about Archie and Edith. Oh, Archie Bunker, huh? Yeah, all the family. Yeah. Now you're getting into my generation. Yeah, my parents were big fans of that show. I'm sure they were. Looking for a spitball on how to best maximize Roth conversions while pulling money out of the investment to meet discretionary funding needs. I really enjoy listening to your show while walking or hiking with my Aussie. It's a great blend of humor, camaraderie, and practical information. Archie retired 62 and spends his time driving a Ford 350 diesel pickup while enjoying his hobbies. Okay. His hobbies: driving the, the pickup, or
2: something to do with the pickup. I guess. Uh, duck hunting, <laughs> uh, <laughs> squirrel hunting. Yeah, I bet you it's hunting. I bet you.
1: I retired at sixty, and I'm drawing a civil service annuity. I went back to work part time when Archie retired to meet our funding shortfall, so Archie could postpone drawing Social Security until full retirement age. Archie and I are currently have two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in a brokerage account, two seventy in a Roth. 625 in our traditional TSP. So we got 6 7 8 nine, 10, 1.1 1. 1 million. That's what I get to. You. Archie is reaching his full retirement age this fall and has already applied for Social Security. Okay. Go My on. annuity covers our mandatory living expenses with 2 to 3000 left over for discretionary expenses that we'll spend on socializing with family and friends. Although I might argue that socializing is mandatory for my mental health, not really discretionary. Oh, Edith, I'm with you. I 100%. I'm really getting tired of commuting my Honda CRV and plan to quit my part-time job in January. My dilemma is that Archie will be using all of his Social Security for his hobbies. Oh, come on, Archie. Spread, Spread the love. And I would love to have some discretionary money to enjoy myself and do some upgrades to our home.
2: Archie's out there just blowing. Just, his he, hobbies are so important. He's buying his hunting stuff, his camping <laughs> stuff.
1: Fishing. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, she's gotta fill us in. Now I'm just my mind's going crazy on what Archie, what the hell is he doing with <laughs> all that cash for his hobbies?
2: Oh uh, yeah. Edith, she's got needs too. She does. You know? It's more than just talking yeah, to her friends.
1: It's a mental health. That's even, right. She needs to spend some cash.
2: Yeah, well, just 20 grand. Yeah,
1: She's driving the CRV probably 45 minutes back and forth on this part-time job because yeah. he retired and he's waiting to draw Social Security.
2: He, she, she's she, the anchor. She gets this annuity, pays for all the expenses. He gets his. It's like, well, nah, that's yeah, fine. I'm, I'm totally
0: go- imagining Edith and Archie <laughs> from the TV show in this. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm
1: doing my hobbies. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to fund it. While maximizing my Roth conversions annually and staying in that 22% tax bracket. Once our 2.75 interest rate mortgage is all paying off in four years, that will free up $20,000 annually. No, it won't. Archie's going to take that. (laughs)
2: Just don't tell (laughs) him.
1: Options that I'm considering is going ahead and paying out the mortgage early using funds from our brokerage account. we got another theme here. Yeah, we do, don't we? You just now
0: figured it out.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we got a little going ahead of paying off that mortgage using funds from our brokerage account, reducing the sixty-five thousand dollars. Okay. Annual Roth conversions to forty-five thousand. Okay. And taking a cash withdrawal from the TSP or withdrawing the twenty thousand dollars from the brokerage account.
2: You follow all that. I guess we got some various choices. I'm very hesitant to use any
1: IRA or TSP funds because we are self funding our long term care needs. I never could convince myself that long-term care insurance was a good value, and the rate in in the same category as whole life insurance or a variable annuity. Yep. Am I too conservative, or does it really matter which option I choose? Looking forward to your spitball, and we'll be thinking of you all hmm. while enjoying a craft beer or a little dry cabernet and watching the sunset. Oh.
2: Got it. Okay, I've got my answer. All right, number two. You like number options are okay. yeah. Just, so just to remind the listeners. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so the options are either you take the funds, the twenty thousand dollars per year out of your brokerage account. That's number one. Number two is is instead of doing a sixty five thousand dollar Roth conversion, you do a forty five thousand dollar Roth conversion and take the extra twenty out for yourself, right, and still stay in the twenty two percent bracket, or withdraw them of with the funds uh, annually from the brokerage. Isn't that the same as the first one? Oh, paying off the mortgage. Sorry, I did that wrong paying off the mortgage with the brokerage. I wouldn't do that. The reason why I like the second one is because you're still doing Roth conversions, which is important when you're in the 22% bracket. I like that. And But you have a need for the 20,000 for four years. Yeah, just take it and, and you'll stay in the 22% bracket. Keep that brokerage account intact for uh, the future. That's what I would do. We get the same
1: question here. Huh?
2: <laughs> what question are you looking at?
1: But she wants to pay. So she's going to
2: pay off the mortgage. No, that's one of her ideas. She's she's considering, there's three choices. I'm trying to
1: figure out how to fund all this Roth conversions annually and staying within the 22% tax bracket.
2: So, A 275 interest rate mortgage is paid off in four years. So she can pay off the mortgage and not have that 20000 per year.
1: It will free up $20,000 annually, right? Yeah. So she's paying $20,000 for the mortgage. It's going to be freed up in four years. Yeah.
2: Or she does 20000 less Roth conversion and keeps that money, the 20 grand. Or she just takes it out of her brokerage account. But the 20,000 doesn't come until four years. But she wants it now. That's what this, that's the whole point of this.
1: No, options are I'm considering is going to ahead to pay off the mortgage using funds from our brokerage
2: account. Yeah. So therefore, she won't have to pay the 20,000 annually for the interest. So she'll have it in her pocket. So that's option one. Okay. Option 2 is reducing the $65,000
1: annual Roth conversions to 45,000 and taking a cash withdrawal
2: from the TSP. So she's already doing a $65,000 Roth conversion but now she's going to do 45 and pocket the 20. What is th- in... Okay, or withdraw 20 right from the brokerage account. So you got three choices. Okay. You with me? Yeah. What do you do? What do you, what option 2? Oh, you, you agree with me after yep. all that? Okay. Yep.
1: I was confused. I didn't know what the hell she was talking about.
2: Yeah, I was a- thinking about Archie and his
1: hobbies. To be honest with you, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> just, I, but I told my brain just went totally into Kansas.
2: What? What do you think he hunts? Like uh, elk? I don't know. he hunts, he's probably elk. hunt fish. F- yeah, uh, probably nice probably cold cold beer. Yeah, yeah. He catches trout. Hunts
1: elk. Yeah, he, he probably has no idea that Edith is doing all this work in math. I mean, she's dialed. She's got all these (laughs) scenarios. She's got spreadsheets galore. Yeah. And he's just taking the cash and working on his hobbies. Yeah. Or maybe he's out in the shed. Maybe he's a builder. Maybe he's doing something like with wood. Maybe. Yeah. 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 All right. Got Steven Marcia
2: or Marcia. Marcia.
1: Marcia. Hello. Love your show. It's the favorite of the three financial podcasts that we listen to. We have the top three. Can you believe
2: it? Amazing. Oh, I wonder what the other two are. They're they're probably not very good. Yeah. Our
1: YMYW important stance. We drive a 1991 Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Waza, waza. That's what I would say if I had that. My name was Marcia. I would say waza. <laughs> <laughs> Might be Steve in a 2013 BMW X5. All right, okay. But we may buy another vehicle based on your spitball. We yeah. had, yeah, we had. A dearly loved rescue dog.
2: yeah,
1: A mixed lab with one brown eye and one blue eye. We lost mm. him six months ago due to old age. Mm. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. All right. All right. Drink of choice. Me, the wife. Anything basically. Oh, I love this lady. I love wine and beer and mixed drinks too. So it's just, oh, just, yeah. It's a drink. <laughs> just anything, Bring it on. It's anything but gasoline. <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> Husband enjoys a cold domestic beer or a vodka drink from time to time. Here's okay. our question in our pertinent background. Question, yeah. our financial advisor, he's a fee-only fiduciary, CFP. Oh, competition's on, big guy. Oh, boy. Okay. Recommends that wife, does not collect Social Security until age 70, and we are questioning this as we want to spend the money now in our go-go years. Oh, go-go years, no-no yes. years, slow-mo. So slow. Like I and think then, we know what uh,
0: some of the other podcasts might be. Pro, fro <laughs> uh,
1: go-go years. Ugh. It's it. Uh, well, that's go-go. the retirement answer now. You got it. it. No, yep. And we are concerned about yeah. no offense to the retirement answer, man. Very nice, very nice fellow. Sure. I just can't, I can't say that. I, I can't put myself to say the slow, low, go, go, fro, fro years
2: or whatever. No, no slow, go, no, go. Oh, no, go years. Yeah. No, is that when you're dead? Well, it's, or that's when you can't do no, you're, anything. You're still alive when you're dead you don't get anything
1: okay so but no go is like hey you want to go to the movies it gets into the no-go here hey you want to grab a cocktail no No go go. (laughs) that that added you want to to take a nap yes that sounds good
2: (laughs) you want me to read your story yes (laughs) oh man all right so
1: where are we here's a pertinent background age of husband is 73 wife is 67 both normal life expectancies okay Okay, so the the CFP said push out your – but he's already 73. Oh, the white. for her.
2: For her. She wants the money because this is the go-go. Yeah, it's go-go.
1: They got normal life expectancies, $1.5 million in traditional 401K. No debt. Brokerage savings of 300000 paid out the house worth 300000 Current annual income from husband, social security, pensions, and brokerage dividend is $45,000 pre tax. Our current expenses are $120,000 after tax or $160 before taxes. Okay. All right. How can your expenses be $120,000 after taxes and $160 before taxes? They're in
2: a negative tax zone? <laughs> uh, no, no, that's right. Before taxes, it's 160. Then you pay your taxes. It's after. Okay. But
0: aren't your expenses always paid after taxes?
2: Yeah. (laughs) He he just got confused. I'm in my no go years right now.
1: (laughs) We've been going after this podcast. We've been thinking about
2: vodka and (laughs) old fashioned.
1: Oh, man. Okay. I get
2: it. All right. So we want
1: to be able to spend more money now because we know we will hit our no go years. We saw our parents save a lot of money, and then in the last 10 years of their life, they were too old to travel and no go. or spend any money. Hey, yeah. you want to spend some money? No go. No go. So our question is, should we collect Social Security for the wife now or wait until age 70? Is the wife talking to herself in third person, by the way? is yes. Okay. Thank you.
2: Now everything's coming clear. Because she did say drinks of choice, me, the wife. Oh, she likes to call herself the wife. Yeah. In the no-go years.
1: All right. So the wife. Yeah. Does she take it at age 70?
2: Yeah, so she, she wait three years? Or, or t- should she take it out?
1: now? Wife's social security value is $44,000 per year or fifty four at age 70. Yeah, yeah. We are concerning about taking too much money out of our traditional 401ks in the next three years, especially since the 401k down is 5% since we both retired in August of 2021. Ha! One more thing. <laughs> we are not worried about leaving money behind for the kids. If that makes spit, uh, a spitball difference. I like that. If that makes a spitball difference. Uh, thanks for the expertise. And many thanks to Andy for making the sound so good. And keeping the guys in line. Sincerely, Stephen. Marcia. From Indiana and Florida. Both. Okay. Right, so they're little. Yeah. Hannah, snow,
2: snowbirds. Snowbirders. snowbirders. Sun, Sunbirds. Okay. I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? Take it. You know what? Take I, it. I'm going to say take it. Take too. it. Take it. have some vodka. So here's the only reason. Stop t- talking to yourself in third person. Here, here's the only reason I wouldn't take it is if Marsha's benefit is quite a bit higher than Steve's, I might wait because, you know, the fiber will get the higher the benefits. But if it's equal or less, take it now. I, You know, the reason why the financial planners tell you this is because if you live a long life, you'll be happy down the line. But it's like there is some validity to this is when you want the money and have fun. And, you know, and, and, and get
1: okay. where she's coming from it's like all right hey my portfolio's down we've been retired for a few years sure. and we're taking we want to spend $120,000, maybe a little bit more 160 120 before after yeah, tax whatever yeah, yeah so they want a net 120. And so they have $45,000 of income, so they're taking distributions at a fairly large rate right now. Yeah, The market's a little volatile. It's like, all right, well here, if I take my $45,000 in Social Security, that distribution from the portfolio is not nearly gonna be as much. And now we can see that thing climb back up. Yeah, People get nervous when they see that liquid assets go down. They do.
2: And the market has not been great for the past couple of years. Sure.
1: I would say, you know what? If it gives you peace of mind, take the money. Take glass I, from the portfolio.
2: I, it looks like you're okay either way, so so it's a little bit of a personal choice, but yeah, that's why I might wait to 70 is if your benefits a lot higher than your husband's. Otherwise, yeah, why not go for it?
1: All right, happy holidays, everyone! Tis the season.
2: It is. You gonna decorate the house? Oh yeah, totally. we are too. We're d- we're doing it early this year. Griswolds. Yeah, totally. oh, big time. Huh? <laughs> you're gonna get up on the roof and staple again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: All right, we'll see you next week. Show's got your money. well.
0: Joe imagines listeners in jazz bars being banned from drinking vodka, Marsha versus Marcia, and a new YMYW rule in the derails. so stick around to the end of the episode. Help new listeners find YMYW by telling your friends about the show and by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast apps that accept them. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click that Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at YourMoneyYourWealth.com or call 888-994-6257 and schedule your free financial assessment in person at one of our many offices. Around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you, no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Decision.
1: kind of reminded me of like a so like a what am i thinking of like a little jazzy yeah like a uh, oh, like, jazz singer you know, like you know someone that's real
2: classy at a jazz bar you know smoking, got it smoking a little oh. stick with them now wait eat. wait a second does, does this take you back to like a <laughs> few years ago before no be- no before the no, uh not marriage all. and kids no no okay all right just wondering
1: yeah i like to put myself like. Into my work, Al. you know,
2: well, you know so, so I like
1: to visualize everything
2: that is going on. Well,
1: yeah. I was banned from vodka after having a couple of those.
2: You were. Yeah. Was that from your from Rose? Uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. I was like I was having some blue cheese stuffed olives with little dirty martini. Yeah, but recent. Is this recent? Uh, no, a couple of years ago. Probably, okay, yeah. I don't yeah. really drink a lot of vodka. I, I know you do Right. So i was like what the hell we're in a nice little restaurant yep. throw a couple back next yeah. thing you know i'm like wow
2: is that that's honey it's time to leave the restaurant Excuse yeah me. yeah, one of those yeah dancing like, between oh. the
0: tables
1: yeah yeah pretty much Marsha, marcia marcia yeah no marcia's <laughs> not spelled m-a-r-c-i-a
2: that's kind of like, a lot of people spell that way really
1: Oh. i would call her marcia
2: yeah actually the reason i know that is because i used to always say marcia until i got corrected a number of times
1: if my name was Marcia, i would rather go by marcia <laughs> well i know you would but you're from uh, minnesota yes yeah I, I, a new rule no bringing up dead pets <laughs> <laughs> you know i like the animals and it just makes me sad it just puts me we, in a bad spot
2: we want to be in a good mood we, we need but we, to get a good mood. We need to know your current pet and your alcohol and your your <laughs> now I'm not <laughs> just thinking about drinking alcohol because to those the poor dog that passed. And we wanna know the car where you say,
1: Wowza. Wowza.